0: Hey everyone, Gene Ginsberg here and welcome to another episode of Listen by Gene Ginsburg. Super excited. I have a very special guest today, Simon Jacobs. How are you?
1: I'm very well, thank you. Pleased to be here, here, Gene. I'm, I'm pleased to be here in inverted commas.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. This is fantastic. I am very excited to, for you to be here. And first question, i like to give my audiences some context. Tell us about your background.
1: So my background, I'm from the UK, as you might have been able to tell by my accent. I'm from the north of the UK in Manchester. Um, what else do you need to know? I'm Jewish. Um, parents are sort of nine to fivers. Um, isn't that a, a general good uh, good overview of my background?
0: Awesome. Yeah. So in terms of how does your background relate to what you're doing now also?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I would say it doesn't um okay. <laughs> I, I I think possibly possibly the antithesis of my background in the sense that my parents did nine to fives so I'm more of an entrepreneur type I think I sort of saw what they did and thought not for me um I'm maybe the Jewish side of things has given me a bit of hotspur um okay. to be able to be an entrepreneur um but that's that's what, that's what I would say in terms of background um you know I've got nothing that that would have pointed to entrepreneurship I don't think
0: Well, that's not uncommon. I I have the same exact experience. And, you know, my parents, very much not entrepreneurial, very much wanted me to have, like, nine to five job, you know, just get a good job after you're done with your schooling, just stay, you know, under the radar, don't make (laughs) any too many, like, gyrations. And so I was like, nope, not going to happen that's not me. I don't want to do this. So yeah. I, I guess I'm more of a rebel, if you will. And so I decided to start my own business. And I was like, well, whatever they want, whatever <laughs> is, I guess it's, it's my path. So tell us yeah. about what you're doing now.
1: Yeah so I run a company called Professional Weirdos and you just use the word word rebel and that's probably sort of similar to the, to the professional weirdos side of things so I had I did actually have a corporate job prior to starting this business I've had a I've had a scribble career I suppose I'd call it here there and everywhere um but professional weirdos I started on the back of a corporate job that I had that really wasn't for me, that really cemented home that uh, the 9-to-5 world wasn't for me and basically recognized that my previous successes um, until that point um, came from me being slightly different, slightly outside the box and a friend of mine pointed out to me that if I can bottle that in some way, there's value to it and so I decided to set up a business to help other people and businesses um, to utilize their own inner weirdo, i.e. their own USP, the, the things that make them unique. And so that's what Professional Widows does. Um, so we help individuals and businesses in that context.
0: So, what specifically? How do you specifically help your clients or businesses?
1: So, um, so with a business, for example, it would take um, myself or uh, another another trainer going in, and we'll take um, between ten and twenty people within the within the company through through kind of a course, for lack of a better word, kind of 12, 12 stages. So, typically, what we find is. In the corporate world, at least, people kind of lose themselves to the job. They lose themselves to the company, usually around the three-month mark. And so we we, we start, you know, we're helping them reconnect with that stuff that was exciting in them before they lost that spark. Getting them to go out and explore again in the world. bit trickier now with COVID because you can't actually go outside. <laughs> but just in general, getting to explore, get that spark back. And then the really important bits that we do at the end is sort of making sure that they can bring that back into the business. So we know it's all well and good being creative, having these wonderful ideas, but if you're unable to sell it back into the business or be able to turn it into a business um, benefit, then it's kind of a waste of time for a business at least. So we give them the tools to be able to sell into the business as well. So presentation skills, confidence skills, feedback skills, et cetera. And then on the individual side of things, it's a very similar, similar basis, except it's more about personal stuff and then maybe if someone wants to start a business, we give them you know, the, the tools to be able to keep that creativity and not lose it.
0: Great, and what is the typical challenge that your clients come to you before they start working with you? What is their problem And you know, based on your solution?
1: The biggest problem is that typically a, a lack of morale, um, a lack of fresh ideas. Typically, what companies do before they they bring professional widows in is bring in management consultants or various other people who you know are there to bring in new ideas, and they quickly realize that these people don't really understand the business. Um, you know, they're, they're no fault of their own; they're not in they're not in the business. They bring these ideas, they don't quite gel, and fundamentally realize that they sh- it should come from within. And so, rather than bringing outside people, they bring people in to help release the ideas and the energy from within the company.
0: Okay. So how are you different from a let's say a management consulting company or a consultant that comes in and kind of reconfigures things around in a business?
1: So it's so it's less about our own ideas First of all, so typically what we've seen with management consultants uh, and various other firms, they'll come in with their own preconceived ideas of how businesses should run, how things should do. Whereas we we go and enable the employees, the people within the company to, you know, utilize their own strengths, their own skills. So that brings two brilliant things. That brings one, a better morale in, in general. So people are feeling happier, you know, feel as if they're being listened to. And also the company gets to hear from a wide variety of people, as opposed to just a small team of marketing consultants. Well, not marketing consultants, management consultants.
0: Right. Absolutely. I, I love it because there's a lot of businesses out there, especially now that are having those problems. Right. Because especially with the way things have been and the changes going on. So there's probably a lot of businesses who could uh, need your support. So the next question is um, based on your experience and your area of expertise, um, you know, and our audiences who are mostly small businesses or starting uh, a new business. What is an actionable item or a tactic or a strategy that they can go back right now and execute on in their business based on your area of expertise?
1: So a, a, really, a really kind of quick win that kind of seems common sense until you actually, until you actually hear, hear it, you know, until someone says it, you don't really think about doing it. And time and time again, we hear people that have problems, issues, challenges, that, and they sit at their desk for hours on end trying to think, you know, trying to work out that thing. Quite literally, the easiest, quickest win is to take yourself away from something. So, the amount of times that you know, I mean, I use the example of being in the shower, being on the toilet, or uh, you know, just taking my mind off something completely, going for a walk, not thinking about that problem, all of a sudden your brain is working behind the scenes and you'll come up with that solution. You could do it as a team, take your mind off of stuff. Um, so I suppose. It's not necessarily a quick win in terms of growing business, but just in general, in terms of coming with solutions and new ideas is take yourself away from it and, you know, bring, bring something else, distract yourself um, and bring some new stimuli as well. So don't do something you've, you've, all, you've been doing over and over again. So even if that's something such as, you know, watching the same Netflix show over and over again, change the algorithm, go type something else into the search bar and generate something new. Uh, yeah,
0: that's so true. So
1: just kind of almost reframe what you're doing.
0: Like, don't follow your normal processes, nor follow your normal routine. But like, you know, it's almost kind of like, what do you? What happens if you take a different path? Right? Like sliding 100%. doors. You know.
1: <laughs> that, I mean, li- quite literally a different path. So something that I try and do fairly regularly. It's hard at the moment because you can't go that far. At least in the UK, is when I go for a walk, I try and go down a different path or go down a different road. And quite literally you know if there's been two or three days where i've walked the same walk and then i take a different path the amount of times i go i didn't know that house was there i didn't know that tree was there and your mind starts to realize that there's so much more out there even with these small little tricks
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I try to do that too. So I have dogs and, um, you know, always walking dogs as part of my daily routine. And I always, I'm like, how how do I find another path? Like I've walked so many times around my neighborhood and in the, you know, in the five block radius, I'm like, how, how do I go somewhere else without, you know, (laughs) even though I've been everywhere for the most part, because I lived in the same apartment for the last two and a half years, Mm -hmm. almost two and a half years. And so it's like, how do I find another path to walk the dogs? <laughs> so I love
1: it. Yeah. Kind of look through things through a different lens as well, I suppose, if, if you can't quite do the trick. So you can look up, look down, you know, try to look to the left more, the amount of things that you might spot that you haven't spotted or focus on something. And also if, if you're walking dogs, let them take you for a walk, you know, let them, yes. let them find their path. You know, there are different, there are loads of different ways of doing things differently, really subtly, which can fundamentally change the way you think about things.
0: Very cool, yeah, I like it. And uh, the companies that you work with, what is the typical result that they get from working with you? you know, Do they get uh, cost and savings or more ideas or more sales? Like what's the tangible result?
1: The two, the two big things that we, we, we tend to see, um, and the things that kind of drive me personally, one, <laughs> you can't be can you measure it? We ask we ask surveys and stuff. you know people are happier, you know. For, for, for two reasons one they you know they recognize that the company are interested in hearing from them they're interested in training them helping them with the creativity two sometimes people realize they don't want to be there and that's good for them that's good for the company you know the, i i personally think it'd be better if, if a staff member realized that they don't want to work there anymore and are, are happy to go elsewhere sure you don't you might want to lose you might not want to lose a, uh, someone from the staff but if they're doing it for the right reasons sure that should be a good thing. Um, and then on the flip side, retention, you know, with, with happy employees comes retention. And then, as you alluded to more ideas and that's, that's quantifiable in the sense that the amount of times it, it, it's in terms of like the timeframes that, 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 things happen. So when more ideas are generated, things happen quicker. So, you know, whether that's a, whether that's a marketing decision, whether it's a financial decision, the more ideas and the more people can bring ideas, the faster a solution is, 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 is come upon.
0: Very cool. This podcast is brought to you by the digital marketing method monthly group coaching program, your methodology for growing your business and your social media following join me and my group of supportive entrepreneurs and learn how you can grow your business and your social media following where we cover topics such as Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, email marketing, and so much more. Go to dmgroup.online dmgroup online. And how, what was your inspiration for this company? I mean, it seems like, so I've I've never actually heard of an organization like yours in the past where, I mean, obviously there's management consultants and things like that, but what was your inspiration for something for what you're doing now?
1: Well, my inspiration was on the back of being in my own corporate role, first of all. Um, So I I progressed quite quickly in that corporate role. I started fairly low down uh, and got got promoted quite quickly. And um, I don't think I worked particularly hard. It was more of a sense that, you know, I I was creative in the stereotypical sense. You know, I come up with ideas. You know, when I was younger, I did art and stuff. More more importantly, I think for that is I was confident in sharing that creativity. Um, And that happened throughout my, that's happened throughout my career. And... When I left the corporate job, I didn't know what I was going to do next. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and um, sort of saying, I don't know what to do next. And she kind of looked at me twinkling in her eyes and she said, Simon, you're a bit weird. And I said, Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't know what to do with that. And she said, if you can bottle that in some way, there's value to it. And so I kind of reflected on myself to try and find out how I became this person. Um, You know, as I said, I was always a bit creative. I wasn't always that confident. So I tried to find out how those things came about Um, and then spoke to other people who would achieve success by being weird you know inverted commas and also people who worked in the corporate environment and typically i found that you know a lot of them weren't happy um they'd been happy when they started they liked the concept but slowly but surely they lost themselves to the company culture they didn't want to speak up they were worried about their jobs so i recognized there was an opportunity to go and help companies and the employees basically um share share my wisdom i suppose um but also other people's wisdom and you know techniques to help other people unleash that creativity happiness and confidence
0: I love it. Yes. That's fantastic. I mean, because it's so, yeah, you kind of become the culture and I I, I've also worked in corporate America before I started my business. And so it's, yeah, you just, a lot of times you don't, you're afraid to speak up and you're not always sure if how you will you have a job tomorrow if you speak up. Um, So uh, it's always, you know, it's good to to kind of get that out in the open and talk about that. Um, Yeah. And, uh, one other question I had was tools, um, as a business owner, what's one tool that you use that's critical in your business today?
1: It's funny when I saw that, when I saw that question, I heard it again. Um, now th- the immediate answers is usually, I imagine are usually digital, you know, um, yes. whatever it is, sprout social, wh- whatever it is for me, my, my immediate thing was a pen and a pe- piece of paper, um, or a whiteboard, you know, uh, and that's because thinking in the big, you know? Um, I want as much. So my my dream in terms of tool is a white room, you know, that's completely painted (laughs) with like whiteboard paint and just a bunch of you know uh, whiteboard markers. Um, That would be my tool. Generally, you know, a piece of paper and a pen is it's so valuable. And um, we don't use it enough anymore because people are on, you know, laptops, etc. The amount of um, energy and creativity that can come just from making a doodle or something is invaluable. So that's a, that's another piece of advice I'd say. You know, if you're trying to come up with new ideas, get a piece of paper out and start doodling, start writing down words and things. You don't know how, how much it'll trigger.
0: I, I. So that's an interesting point because yesterday I was interviewing somebody for the podcast too, and that was his tool. He said oh, right. whiteboard. He did, and usually the responses I get are like digital and stuff like that, yeah. but his also was a whiteboard and that's amazing i i have to say i am i have not used a pen and a piece of paper except to sign my name and a credit card receipt probably and <laughs> i don't know how many years uh so yeah. i'm one of those people who is like everything's in my computer everything's digital everything's in the cloud uh, yeah. i probably should start doodling but i uh i used to do that i used to have p- pads of paper but yeah. they Like they always just got lost that I never went back to them. So I'm like, I don't know if it's that really an, or for me, it was just not maybe the best organization. Um, Yeah, no,
1: don't, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm a massive, you know, the huge tech fan, Uh, you know, I embrace it as much as possible. But for me, at least with my, with my, with the way that I work and also when I go into corporates and get people to do weird and wonderful things, to have something tangible as well, to feel is always nice as well. Um, so yeah, I would I would say if you're ever doing anything creative, try and do it with your hands as opposed to on a, on, on a di- on a digital thing, sure. unless you have a, unless you have a massive whiteboard. Like a <laughs> <one>. <laughs> That's your dream for
0: your business is to have a room just all four oh. four full walls are going to be whiteboards.
1: <laughs> yeah, beautiful.
0: <laughs> um cool and then the last question i always like to ask uh my guests is a very open-ended question is what is your prediction for the industry and that could actually be your industry specifically it could be uh ai self-driving cars terraforming mars however you want to go in that path is up totally up to you
1: uh thank you yeah no i, I... I, I wouldn't necessarily that I I wouldn't necessarily say that I have an industry per se, you know, as you as you identified earlier, know that there aren't that many businesses that do at least not. I found that does it does exactly what we kind of do. Um, I think it, two industries in particular or two kind of things I can talk about. One is like virtual um virtual meetings and you know uh, speaking and stuff i think i think they'll become more and more epic more and more prevalent so you know with, with COVID and everything people have started work remotely a lot of businesses have shut their offices completely so we've gone to a hybrid model um so i think the virtuals the virtual side of things and making sure that team remote teams morale is still there still exists that company culture needs still needs to exist um so the future of that will be epic as more and more companies get involved in it and then um, in general, I think that um, the, the more companies realize that remote is viable, more people will do it. Um, so I think, I, I think those are the two things that I kind of see definitely happening personally. Um, and it's, it's sort of the things I've experienced as well, you know, the amount of companies that have got in touch and saying, we've got, you know, X amount of, X amount of employees and we don't know what to do with them. They're all working remotely. You know, they're not, they're not spoken to each other in six, seven months. How do we make them smile?
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, that's also another challenge for, I guess, your organization, right, is how do you then get past the COVID thing and the past the virtual thing? Because, yes, you had challenges when you were, everybody was in the office, but now you have even more different, bigger challenges because everyone's yeah. remote, so... But I totally agree. I think that that is, uh, I always thought that this was going to be the case and not that there was going to be a COVID, but that like <laughs> eventually things will be coming into a virtual space. Um, I thought it was going to be, you know, it was moving in that direction, but I, th- I just thought that it was going to take longer, but it just like yeah. COVID just like pfft, it totally hit it and it just accelerated it by I think five years. So I totally agree with that, that it's going to, it's, I mean, it's already, it's already there. It's already here. Yeah. So I, I love your perspective on it. Um, cool. And the last question I always ask is how can our audiences get in touch with you or get a hold of you?
1: Yeah. Um, best place actually is probably LinkedIn. Um, so a typical professional wear of fashion, my name on LinkedIn is Lord Simon Jacobs. Um, there's a whole other story about that, but you could probably hear that on other podcasts and blogs and stuff about me. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's my best place to get in contact with people. I've recently been um, having one-to-one chats with all my connections as well. So reach out and I'm always happy to have a conversation with people in any way, shape or form. I just love it. It's another one of those things that kind of changes my day. You never know who you're going to speak to. You never know where they're going to True. be, what they're going to do. So I absolutely love that.
0: Absolutely. I love it. Thanks so much, Simon Jacobs. Thank you for being here. And I love what you're doing. Professional my pleasure. Leaders. Thanks, Gene.
1: <laughs>